Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Keeping It Real with Camel. As we say 100, I have Miss Sherry Ward on the line. She is amazing, and she's going to tell us about writing books. Hey, Sherry, how are you? Hey, I'm good. So glad that I'm here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, no problem, no problem. So you are the owner of Square Tree Publishing Company. So my question for you is, how did I get started? The way that it got started was I felt very led from God to write a book and that I needed to do it quickly and that there was an expiration on that, that if I didn't do it in time, I was going to be missing something. And so I hustled and I you know, wrote it many long hours a day and just got it out in three months and then after that people kept coming to me saying hey i want to write a book you know how can i do it and that was 12 years ago so it's now history <laughs> uh, yeah right <laughs> so when people are writing books and they're trying to get a, like a good publishing company how do they know what published company is good for them and what published company is not good for them that's a good question uh, one of the things that I would say on a good publishing house is make sure that they're just not there to take your money, because there are the you know there are publishing houses that are basically vanity presses that do not do a really good job at the book, mm-hmm. and then they just throw it together and they just take your money. And so the second thing I would say is make sure they hold your voice. A lot of editors, when they edit it, will edit out your voice, and it's like, okay, it's all done, here you go, mm-hmm. and you don't know what changes they've made, and when you read back through it, you've lost your voice in it, so make sure that their editing team will hold your voice. Oh, that sounds nice, because I used a publishing company for my book, and um, it kind of like made me feel, because sometimes they make you feel like... I don't want to use this publishing company because I, I can't be myself, like you said, hold your voice. And when you feel that way, what should they do? Like, should they just walk away if they're already in, in like, a contract or agreement? You've got to read through that agreement before you even sign it because those agreements are very binding. Mm-hmm. I've had authors that have come to me, you know, just wanting to get out of those agreements and – it's really tough once you've signed, and sometimes they ghost you. So, you know, you try to reach back out to this very nice salesman that sold you this package, and all of a sudden you can't reach him anymore because you're trying to get out of it. Right. And that's true. Yeah, that's so true because they'd be, like, ghosting you like they're catfishing you or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good way to say it. It's publisher catfishing. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> I love it. I love right. It. So how important is it to have a book, like a, a nice book cover? Oh, it's everything. It's, it's so important. Usually if you go on to Amazon within three seconds, you'll know if a book's been self-published or professionally published. Mm-hmm. And it's all based on the book cover. I mean, it shouldn't be, but it is. You know, people do judge a book by, by its cover, and they're going to look at that cover right away. Right, so that will give them, say, if they want to read the book or purchase the book, you know, uh, depends on, you know, how the cover is in the beginning. That's kind of, like, sad a little bit, right? Because they say never judge a book by its cover. That's what they say, but you just got to go with what is and not wish, you know, that it was different because that is the way that it is. So the very first 
first thing is the cover. Mm-hmm. Then after that, they flip it over to the back, mm-hmm. and they're going to get read about what it's about. So you're going to have a very strong hook and mm-hmm. description on the back. And then most people I know I do is the very next thing I do is I go to the table of contents. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that your table of contents and every single chapter title has a hook mm-hmm. that you could literally use for the media, for sound bites, for social media, posting, like make sure your table of contents is very overlooked, but you want to make sure that every chapter has a hook. Okay. And so you said the miracles are in the midst. What does that mean? Well, we are a Christian publishing house, so I always use the miracle of, of Jesus, how he went and turned uh, water into wine, and it's it was a mess. I mean, I mean, the worst thing that can happen at a wedding is you run out of the wine or the alcohol or whatever. I have somebody that's a wedding planner. That's what they told me. They said the worst thing, you know? Yes. And so the miracles come in those messes. And, you know, the feeding of the 5,000, you know, he meets with all these people and he has no food. I mean, it's a mess. Right. But the miracles are in that mess. That I think so many times we've heard, Priests or teach, you know, just do it with excellence, do it with excellence, do it with excellence. And many of us have made that into perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And it has become so perfectionistic that we don't know how to just do it messy. Right. And I think doing it with excellence means you do it to the best ability with the skills that you currently have, mm-hmm. with the mindset that you currently have, and it's probably not going to be perfect, but a year or two from now, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I would change so many things about that. <laughs> right, right. But you got to go for it uh, where you're at right now and be okay with where you're at and just do it the best of your skill sets at this present moment and go and pull the trigger and go for it. Right. And, and that's true. But, you know, sometimes um, people get discouraged when they write new books, you know. And so what – because they really want to write a book and they really want to do a good job, but it takes a lot of work. So how can they continue being patient? And if they, like, the question is, is like they get frustrated really quick and they just give up. So what advice would you give them, you know, for that? Well, I, I, if I could turn this around a little bit, our, our publishing company is a little bit different that we're not all about in let's get the book done in 30 mm-hmm. days and pop it out there because mm-hmm. our publishing house is way different than what's out there because I brought on board Dr. Amanda Hellman, mm-hmm. who is an author breakthrough coach. So simultaneously, as the authors are writing the book, they're breaking off false mindsets that are holding them back, like fear of failure, fear of being known, fear of being seen. Those are very common ones that we see with the authors, and I've seen some very, very strong people get to the end of the process and freeze up. And Mm -hmm. it's not because they didn't write the book or grammatically do something correct. It's, It's the mindset thing that's freezing them up. And so we address both sides. And so we're not just all about the grammar and the writing. We're about the person as a whole and launching them. It's not about just launching the book. It's about launching them mm-hmm. in, 
to their own personal destinies and what they're called to do. Okay. So why do you think so many people, you know, have write a book on their um, bucket list? I think people want to be seen and heard, even if they're scared of it. They have a story that they want to tell and they want to share. I think we're intuitively wired to share stories. I mean, you know, if you look back in the day, everything was storytelling. Um, I think we are very much wired for that. I think that as we write, mm-hmm. we need to write from three different places that people don't talk about. And I got this from a really good friend of mine, Lindsay Hartz. And she says that, especially memoirs and writing your story, that the first thing you do is you write from hurt. You write mm. from hurt. And then you go back through it a second time or however long it takes you. Mm-hmm. And then you start writing from a place of healing. And then finally you go back through it again and then you write from a place of help to help other people. Ooh, that that makes so much sense. You know? I like that. I'm gonna use that now. <laughs> I know, I stole it from her, but I told her I'll give you credit, but I'll steal that because I'm pretty good. <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, like you said, people, you know, when they start writing, so what don't writers realize about writing a book? Like, what do they don't realize? I know one thing that I didn't realize when I start writing a book is that that you have to have the patience to to sit there and write a book. And you have to, because um, I'm creative, but you have to really bring out your creativity out in writing a book. You know, so in your perspective, like, what do you don't realize when they're writing a book? I get a lot of people that come to me and they're like, all I need is an editor. I was like, oh, no, 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 you need a whole lot more than an editor. <laughs> right. And as they're writing it, I, I, I have one of my gals that's a square tree author, and her name is Angela Hughes, and she writes historical fantasy. She does a lot with the King Arthur days. Um, and people who love that kind of stuff. And she even found healing in her fantasy writing because mm-hmm. she was working through her own stuff in her home, with her kids, with her family, whatever was going on. She brought that to her writing. So there was, you know, again, that people, when you write, they don't realize that they're working out, as you're writing, you're working out some of your own issues in the writing. And it's just a matter of when you release it, because a lot of people want to release it right away. But you, again, I go back to that hurt, healing, and help. You have to go through that process, and it it may take you a while. You know, these programs that are like, yeah, do it right away. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. it's a process, and you're finding healing along the way in your writing. Yeah, because usually how many years does it, or months does it take to write a really good book? as
it, it all depends on your process, on your what you've been through, if you've been through complex trauma, you know, you've got to work through all of that. And so, yeah, you can just bring out a book, but a really good one that you're going to be helping people takes time, you know, because you're working on yourself as well. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is so true, so true. So what are the biggest mindset shifts writers need to make for success? Number one, just realizing that they've got stuff that they need to work on. A lot of people don't even realize that they need to work on stuff. When Dr. Amanda works with the authors, it's like, oh, wow, I didn't even know that was there. I thought I dealt with it years ago. Mm-hmm. And it comes to the surface. So some of the common ones, again, are being seen, being known, uh, fear of success, fear of failure. It's, it's all of that stuff that sometimes we don't even know is buried there. Mm-hmm. until you're actually working with somebody and it comes out and you're like, oh my gosh. You know, again, I thought I already dealt with that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we're going to talk about, we talked about you um, for the publishing part of it, but you are an executive producer of a sci-fi western film, this lady. Oh, look at oh, you. Okay. Snap, snap, snap. Okay. <laughs> So how did that come about, like, sci-fi? Sci-fi, you know, I mean, why do you choose that, and how did it come about? I have a really good friend named Jonathan Giannis, and we've known each other for over 10 years. We've come up the ranks together. We've learned a lot together. He's an author in the sci-fi fantasy world, Mm -hmm. and we've just always stayed in touch and, and been friends this whole time, and we go out to coffee on occasion and just hang out. And him and, a, and the director, Matt, came up with this idea. It's called Infinity System. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a clean Westwood meets the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. So uh, we, we all got together, and I became an executive producer alongside of him, and we shot the, the movie, which is a short. And it's now we just got accepted into the Film Quest Film Festival in Provo, Utah, and we just got it yesterday mm-hmm. that for a fun award. Woo! <laughs> I know, you know, that is so exciting, right? Uh, it's thrilling. It's really, it's really fun. Yes. So what do you learn about yourself when you was going through that experience, um, like being an executive producer? <laughs> I, I realized that I'm probably not the set, you know, I'm not the set junkie. I don't think I want to be on set 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I learned. <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun, though. It was a lot of fun to do everything from makeup, hair, Sprint, not a marathon, but it's, it's very much a fast sprint for 
So will you do it again? Will you do another film? I would. I would. It's fun. It is fun. I don't know that I want to be on set 24-7, but <laughs> it, like, is, it is fun. Yeah, I'm not you know, That's my thing. It's like, I don't think I'm a set junkie, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super awesome. So what do you have planned next? Like, what's what's coming up for you next? We are want to push that the movie to like a Netflix, Amazon, uh, any of that kind of thing. So we're working with our entertainment lawyer right now to pitch to the networks to get it on a network. Ooh. We think that it would be a perfect fit for a TV series. So that's what we're shooting for. And you know what? It, it probably is. Like, can anyone see it now or are you just waiting? It's not out for anyone to look at it. It's not out yet, but hopefully we'll land something. I mean, that's what we're hoping for. So we're going after it with everything we've got. And uh, I'm thinking it'll help, you know, if we win some awards, go to some film festivals, that'll help, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That is so, like, so exciting for you, you know. And I, oh, I know. <laughs> so, um, so. Is that all you have planned coming up besides the movie? Do you have anything else going on? Well, right now we've got a calling out the bookshop for anybody that feels like God's called them to write a book. Mm-hmm. We are wrapping that up soon. So if anybody would like to join that, they're more than welcome to join. It's called Calling Out the Book. Mm-hmm. And it's on. Uh, forward slash reg reg for registration and you can also find it on facebook same thing calling out the book it's a facebook group you can join it uh, i would join soon because we are on the tail end of that and then my company is square tree publishing mm-hmm. so that's square tree publishing.com so they can find out any kind of information if if they feel like god's called them to write a book oh i love uh, it i love it so i so um, are you on, is you on social media? So if anybody decides calling out for the book and you say it's about to close very soon, so how can other people find you on social media? Yeah, it's Square, Square Street Publishing. Okay. So that's on yeah. all your social media? Everything matches, yeah. All right. I just want to say, Sherry, thank you for spending some time with me, and I appreciate you, and I know that, that sci-fi is going to be booming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so excited. It was so much fun. It was just a lot of fun. A lot of work, but a lot of fun. So. That is super awesome, and I wish you the best, and just God bless you, and I know great things are coming your way, you know, Aww. because you walk in the faith of God, so I know that everything will be okay. That's awesome. Can I play? Oh, I don't know your audience, but can I play for them? Yes, most definitely. All right. So, God, we just thank you for everybody listening in right now. And we just thank you that you have a purpose and a destiny that you want to release them into. And whatever they put their hand to shall prosper. But as they step out in this new season, that as we're coming into the Jewish New Year, it's a year of breakthrough, it's a year of expansion, it's a year of the double. And I just declare that over them, that it's the year of the double, and that there's expansion in their life, and that they're going for things that never in a million years they, they would think that they would go for. That 
they're taking that first step. They're giving God their yes, and they're stepping into their destiny because of their yes. And does it cost them? Yes. It will cost them everything, but they're willing to step on that line and say yes. And so we just thank you for that, that as they give you that yes, that they're stepping into the destiny that you have for them in this new season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love it. I love it. You take care, and God bless you. Thank you. Have a good one. You too, honey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.